Sundays. They seem to elude some. I'm one of the fortunate ones that can slip inside of a Sunday on a cold winter's morning and never come out. And looking back on my life, I can see where that began. My mother always loved her peaceful mornings with tea and contemplation all year long when she could get it. But Sundays for her were all about her teacup and her quietness. And like much of her time spent with those two things, December Sundays were a little bit different as they brought a kind of magical awareness to her. It was a time that enabled a different kind of peacefulness that fell over her that she gave back to her family. She was at her most beautiful self at this time of year. She would actually transform into the magic of Christmas itself, and every year she spoke a lot about her own childhood Christmases, and she did it with such a regaling of the kind of edge-to-seat storytelling that you could actually see into the scenery she verbally painted as she spoke about the beauty and the simplicity of her own childhood. The oranges in the stockings and the shiny new nickel that she and her siblings received on Christmas morning. The friends and family that would stop by later on in the day. And Aunt Shorty's. (laughs) Aunt Shorty's strawberry rhubarb pies Her extended family had lived just a short distance up the hill in Sailor Park. I remember those stories. I remember. And now I so appreciate those stories that my mother used to tell us as I find myself holding on to them very tightly these days. As a child, Christmas in my family was filled with a very flurried and, well... It was excitement. It was merriment. It was truly our favorite time of the year in those days, beginning in the fall season. And Mom's enjoyment that she had provided to us, she also brought her children those winter memories and recreations of the past into our lives every year. My father worked most of the time on Christmas, but occasionally we'd have him in the mornings but he'd pay for it dearly through a double shift that he traded with a co-worker. When the famous book, The Night Before Christmas, was written, I'll bet that the author never dreamt that my magical mama could dance circles around that story. My mother was the epitome and the original author to Christmas imagination. Yes, she was. And she could bring all of the mystery and the verve to life each year when it came to her interpretation of the holiday. She carefully crafted a beautiful tree, more magnificent and different than the year before. And when Santa hung our stockings by the chimney with care, they were stuffed with the biggest oranges that she could find and small trinkets and toys topped off with nuts and chocolate and those hard candy raspberries by Brock's, and she would fill it to the brim. Yes, sir, Santa did it with such perfection that you hardly didn't want to disturb anything when you saw the living room. Still, my little brother would want to rip into his stocking every year, but I would wait, I would wait, 
just a little bit longer after I would see what was mostly in his, I could expect almost the same thing. However, I knew mine was going to be just a little bit different because I, being a girl, I had girl things in mine. Eventually, though, the curiosity would peak and I'd have to get into that bright red faux fur trimmed in white. The nuts would immediately go back into the nut dish right on the lamp table. <laughs> we received the most fabulous items each year and believe it or not, my stocking was the best part. I knew how my mother viewed me with each passing year by the surprises and a type of graduation that I would look forward to with nail polish and skincare and perfumes from Avon that she stuffed into my festive red boot. Sundays in December were filled with a certain holiday hurried feeling with our phone ringing just a little bit more often from my grandmother family and friends and those extended relatives we hadn't seen in a while. Mom playing more Christmas music leading up to the big day. She'd even light the advent wreath a little bit earlier. She had extra candles in her hutch in the dining room. But mostly, she was always adjusting the Christmas tree and her manger scene that she so carefully placed each year. Dad would put the lights on, and of course, Mom would make it right, and she would save the baby Jesus somewhere in the house I never knew until the 24th, and that is when she would help my brother place him in the manger. And we always had the best tree in the whole wide world. You could count on that. She packed it with tinsel and ornaments in the most creative way. She would put mementos on our tree, from baby socks and shoes to photo cards that she received in her Christmas mail. And her aim was always to strategically place these things inside of the branches in the center of the tree so that they could be seen through a sort of magical hole that the viewer could see from any angle when you would peer inside. And those huge multicolored lights, the green and the blue and the orange and the red, my favorite thing to do was to lay underneath of the Christmas tree and look up and view the glitter and this magical land, and I would do that every year. And it was just such an amazing sight and how she could showcase her favorite ornaments and mementos with a brightly colored lit bulb to emphasize what she wanted highlighted. She made a hundred ornaments look like thousands. And I suppose this is where I get that creative flair when it comes to decorating for the season, though I secretly continue to strive for her talent in my efforts each year. My own decor, just like my mom's, begins around the 1st of November, and this is when I miss her the most. I replicate her movements and her style, and I especially miss her sparkling splendor. 
the holidays did something to her. I have a focused regard as well at Christmas for my deceased brother who was born on Christmas Day. He was my mother's pride and very much her joy, and she loved us all, no worries or misgivings in the least when it came to her attention to him. And though my brother and I were very close in age, we were also rivals when it came to who we were as children. I have a certain longing for those Christmases shared with my younger brother and my older sister. She's older by eight years, and this is also the reason why Christmas means so much to me and has such a significance in my life, pretty much year-round. I remember a certain feeling of togetherness as we all opened up our gifts around the tree on Christmas. My older sister branded her own style of this cool sulkiness. It was the 70s. But Christmas could always manage to squeeze a better mood out of her. Teenagers, right? And still, Christmas was the one day that her brooding didn't bother me. My own brooding had began shortly thereafter in the years to come, and that's when I understood what all the brooding was actually about. It was really trying to quell that Christmas kid inside of you from blurting out, Give me another present! (laughs) The living room was always packed and looked like Christmas had exploded into this toyland bliss, even on my father's middle-class, very modest salary. With my sister being eight years older than myself, I remember particularly one year in which she stayed up later to more than likely help mom set up for wrapping and last-minute presents. And I'm pretty sure of this because I'd pay very close attention to the writing on those Christmas tags, and I had noticed just how much some looked like my mother's and some looked like my sister's. And Dad was usually working and possibly working a double shift on some holidays, only to get home around 2 o'clock in the morning to put together toys. We were totally unaware of his toil and his exhaustion as Santa left everything put together and arranged neatly underneath of the Christmas tree. My grandmother, (laughs) my grandmother Edna. Now, this is someone who loved all of her grandchildren, though she had her favorites and I didn't mind. She was one of the funniest women, indeed, when it came to her grandma-isms. I remember one in particular where she'd get this crazy look on her face when she would scratch her head when she didn't understand something or someone. I also remember that she loved going to church, and she also worked later on in life after my grandfather had passed away. But as a child, she was rather a benign presence in my life, except on holidays. Christmas also being a happy time for her. And it was also business as usual when it came to holiday visitors and baking her famous raisin cake. She was proud of those cakes. And believe it or not, as a kid, 
I ran from her raisin cake because it was actually too sweet for me as a child. But I'm telling you, the aroma of the cinnamon could float anyone to the heavens within a six-block radius. This is where my love for cinnamon originates. I'm sure of that. And it's also where I began to understand tradition. And as I sit this morning in Moon Pie Cottage, staring at my great-grandmother's tea hutch, snow falling quietly and gently, it's because of this that I realize generational love and its importance to a family. I understand the joy, the pain, and the sorrow of loss, and how tradition connects us all together, and how it it impresses upon a soul. As I notice the wintry scene outside of my cottage window, the temperature weighing in at frigid on the outside thermometer, I'm reminded of the safe, warm living room at 545 Padretti Road, 47 years ago. I've noticed in recent days just how my mother's magical touches sparkle and how the joys and the lights and the colors and the placement perfection was important to her. The Christmas decor that was hers is now mine. And I realize how I studied her expertise on both the meaning of the holiday and the art of all of it. And further, I'm seeing that I can truly understand that it was a spiritual art for her that has been passed on to me. And I can see through her eyes what she saw growing up in the Mahan family. She loved Christmas. It was her time to escape into what she truly loved as her hidden creator and her inner child had shone brightly throughout all of the glitter. And it's strange because when we built Moon Pie Cottage, it was very vital that we built her nestled right next to a 50-foot pine tree with the apple trees tucked right outside the back windows. It was important. It was important to be able to face the woods behind us. And as the sun splinters its golden light through the trees in the brush this morning, it brings with it that familiar light that I remember on those December mornings as a child. Mom would get up early before anyone else so that she could have the tree lit for my little brother. Christmas was all that much more special due to the tone of the holidays around my brother's birthday. He was like a mad monkey, let out of his cage every year when we were kids. And looking back, I see now how I enjoyed his excitement. It added to the total crescendo of all of it, and so many things have become exclusively defined for me in their meaning. Year after year after year, and I have become fiercely protective of my relationship to December, and anyone who intrudes on its peace suffers a huge door slam from me, and in spite of the parts that are very bittersweet due to loss and the pain of those losses, I am determined not to let the sting of loss reach me. 
especially on Christmas, that would be keeping me from creating more solstice magic. And then again, there's my great-grandmother Daisy, of whom I did not know, but I strangely feel as though I do, as I stare and appreciate at her corner tea hutch given to me by my aunt. It sits in the corner of Moon Pie Cottage, and it is stocked with organic teas in various favorited cups of mine and tea recipe books. This past summer, I had decided to pull it out of my laundry room. I was compelled, and I decided very carefully to give her a facelift while keeping the charm alive. It sat in my aunt's basement for decades, and I decided that a refinishing in a coat of paint in a light sky antique blue with some wooden decals that I had painted in an antique white. I had decided to sit her right in the corner of the cottage to bring her back into working existence. And in the opposite corner of my quaint little space, an antique china cabinet sits that my husband had bought for me on my mother's birthday in memory of her in September. And it is filled with more tea love and mementos Moon Pie Cottage is breathing life into Christmas past this year while adding to the warmth of the present. Warmth about family and traditions old and new and my place in all of it. Sipping tea in December has become a part of my own way of life that not only have I been setting down in my days now, um, it's been more about searching for the women from the past, the women that I come from, who always weren't quite aware that I had been paying attention to them. And though I didn't know my great-grandmother Daisy, I see her each morning now along with Edna, my grandmother, and my own mother, Virginia Louise. They are now more vital to me more than ever, even after the glitter fades. Merry Christmas, Mom. <laughs>